Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I am your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Apologies for this one coming out hours and hours later than it should be. I got so many more emails, well, I say emails, Discord messages than I actually thought was gonna happen, and it took me a lot longer to deliberate who the winners are. Now, the winners have been contacted. If they are not to take on the 50% discount, that will be applied to someone else. So don't feel as if you have put it in and now you're like, hey, this is the end of it. If the two winners do not take it up, you guys, whoever's coming third or fourth or fifth in my list can actually have a go at it. But in saying that, let's get into why this episode is important first, because we're going to be talking about a trading strategy, right? Not just here's a trading strategy, but what to do if you are making your own strategy. Or realistically, if you've already got a strategy as well, are you implementing these things? Have you looked at these things? Have you gone over X, Y, and Z? So no matter if you have a strategy or if you're building one, this could be really good. And it's going to be separate to the let's make a strategy because I'm going to be going over in detail more of the let's make it, what you need to be looking at. Because the question goes a bit like this, just as a bit of background, uh, this particular gentleman has been trading for three years. He's now going full-time into it and has been using someone else's strategy and trading plan. But what he asks is that now that he wants to jump into gold and make a strategy there, if I could detail all of the critical and key components of a solid trading strategy. So I can use the, or he can use the advice and experience to ensure that his strategy is relevant, useful, and captures all of the critical elements. So let's go over that. If I were to make a, a trading strategy now, right? What would I want it to contain? What would I want it to look like? Because of course, it's all well and good, you know, let's hopping on the let's make a strategy, but I'm not really going on these are all the things that I'm looking for when I'm hopping into making something, because it's very hard. So first things first, I would be choosing whether I'm going to have it price action focused or smart, smart money focused, right? And if you do have, I guess, multiple backgrounds, say you are smart money, say you are price action, say you are more of a scalper, say you are more of a whatever it is, I know scalping is a little bit different, but you're more like ICT or something along those lines, right? Figure out what your primary focus is. Do not do a hybrid in the sense of you want a 50-50, right? Definitely rely on smart money or whatever it is slightly to help you out, but do not have it as a hybrid-focused strategy. In my experience, they do not work as well. I'm not saying they don't work. I'm just saying there are price action strategies for a reason. There are smart money concept strategies for a reason. There are ICT ones for a reason. There are a whole list of different strategies in their own subsection for a reason. It's not, well, I'm doing half smart money, half price action here, right? With the strategy that I'm currently using on oil, for example, literally in a trade right now, 
it's so primarily focused on price action, but there is a small component of smart money that look at. So that's number one. You want to figure out what is your main influence, what's your main focus when you're creating this strategy. And of course, it should be with the one that you feel most comfortable with. Even if you're better at price action than you are smart money, if you like smart money more, go for that one. It's the one you feel most comfortable with, right? Because even if you're better at another one, doesn't necessarily mean you you feel comfortable with it. You can go, I, I am better, but I don't really like it. Right? Don't do that. That's the number one thing. Of course, then you want to be looking for what time frame is applied to. That's pretty self-explanatory, so I'm not gonna go over that more. But with that, we then need to look at what we want for our results. What are good results for us? What are we actually looking for? And setting expectations. And I know that sounds a bit crazy when you haven't done any work, but you will have to look at setting expectations. And of course, what I do is go, I want a 50-50 win rate during this raw backtesting data. I want a 50-50 win rate, and I want to go for one to twos. Or you could literally say, I want a higher win rate because this is what makes me feel better. But I'll have, you know, not even a one to two. I'll have a smaller an R and R. I might have a negative one in terms of I might be risking one, but only going for a 0.67, right? As long as you're in that 80% or whatever it is to make you profitable, then that's what you can go for. So that's what I look at here. Now, in to give you an idea with the strategy that I'm using here, it actually is quite a high win rate. Um, you know, for every three that we win, uh, we lose one, right? You're looking at something like that. So you're looking at easier 75%. But I have, especially in the Asia session, way smaller, way smaller results. Like we can have one trade that wipes, one loser that wipes out two, potentially. But we're looking for the huge mammoth trades, that's what we're looking for. I'm looking to capture an absolutely massive trade in the meantime. And the smaller ones keep me just building and building and building, building really slightly, and then I get in on a Titan. Now that's quite rare. Not a lot of people want to do what I'm doing because it does rely on me being at the market at the right time. But seeing as I am a full-time trader, that works well. But that's what I went for. Now, initially, I did want to go for something else, but we'll talk about that in a second. You have that thought of, okay, this is what I want right now. This is what I'm looking at. I don't want to be at the charts that much, so I want a really low, I don't know, trade frequency, but I want a high win rate. And with a high win rate, you should expect less um, profit. Uh, from every trade that you get. So your R&R might be a 1 to 1.1, 1 to 1.2. If you're in the 80s, you can have it to 1 to 0 0.9, 0 0.8, whatever it is, right? But it, it has to be dependent on that. What your time that you have available, that's obviously gonna be, uh, well, if you're scalping it a lot of time, if you're a day trader, you don't have a lot of time, but, you know, me, uh, in Asia, 
that's when you'd normally work at nine to five. London starts at seven. Well, I'm gonna stay up till seven, my time, PM, all the way till 12 AM and make that sacrifice. So therefore it doesn't matter. So you've got to do all of this into consideration. You've got to see what you can actually handle to say, this is what I want here. So many people don't do that and it's so apocalyptically stupid. So you're looking at what you actually want from the strategy and then match that to, okay, what can I actually achieve here? If you've only got one hour a day to trade and you are on the one hour time frame, you are screwed. You have to go to scalping. You have to go to the lower time frames. You must do that. In which case, you're probably going to get higher amounts of trade, less money. And it's the same the more you go up, the more you go up, the more you need an indicator, etc., and all of this stuff, or the more time you need to have on the markets. Scalping, you can have less time because there are so many trades that might be available. So you've got to figure out both of them, right? And then it comes into the back testing. So if I were to go off the top of my head, once, we, once we're back testing, it's okay, what do I think is actually acceptable in terms of results, right? I am going for on the one year, I'm getting at least three years results. If I'm going on the one minute back, I'm trying to get like three months, four months of results as much as I possibly can on the smaller scalpers. If I'm going on the four hour, I'm getting four to five years of results, whatever trading view will give me. That's what I'm going for. I am going for what do I think I need plus on to an hour. If you can literally go, well, I am going the one hour, Get yourself three years. Get yourself three years to the date and have a look at it, right? That's what I would be be doing. Now, what you really wanna do from here is then focus on how many pairs do I wanna trade? Because that is going to be super important. If you're only trading one in terms of the gold, then that's absolutely fine. But if there are more that you think that can happen, or you think it can work on, then definitely go ahead and have a look at them as well. Just understand that that's a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort and energy. It will pay off in the long run. For example, my Starlight's been in the market for years now because even though some pairs haven't worked in a year or two, the other pairs are pulling the slack, right? So that's what you have to have a look at. So how, how many pairs do you wanna do it on? Of course, if you're just focusing on the one, like me with oil right now, or this gentleman with gold, then you're in kind of a better seat. And uh, it, it's nice to understand all the intricacies of how that pair performs, but it doesn't mean that focusing on one pair is better than focusing on multiple. In so many different circumstances, each one, outweighs the other. You can do both. My Starlight will outperform this oil one at some points and my oil strategy will outperform my Starlight at other points. There is no good move, right? You don't just have to focus on one or two or three. Focus on all of them if you want to, right? All major and minor pairs. Don't go for the exotic ones. You're not ready yet. So, that's what you want to have a look at because again, if you are trading more pairs, it's better for the people that don't have a lot of time in the markets. It's a lot better because it will provide you a lot more setups. And again, it's a lot better, if that's a word, it's a lot better. 
it's much better, there you go, um, for people who are trading on the one hour, the two hour, the four hour, because you can hop up in the morning, look at your charts, see which pairs are starting to form a setup, and then just look at it from that way. Whereas, if you're going on the scalping and you're going to the lower side, you don't have time for multiple pairs. You want to start whittling them down the less, um, well, the smaller time frame that you're on. Hopefully that makes sense. So once I've confirmed that and I'm getting into the back testing stage, I'm going, okay, well, I want, I want to be on this time frame with this many t uh, pairs, you know, looking for this expectation. Let's hop in. That's what we're trying to find. Now remember, when we're going through our first raw data, we're not gonna get an 80% win rate. No, what you're actually looking for, and this starts you off so well anywhere, is a 50% win rate. 50% are sick. They are awesome because you can turn that into either side. Doesn't mean that the strategy is going to work either way, for example. Doesn't mean it's going to be able to provide you with a high win rate. Or it doesn't provide you with a high amount of profit per trade. It might do the complete opposite. You might have barely any trades, super average win rate, it could be a 50-50, but you've got these massive profit factors. It could be that it works a lot better with multiple trades, smaller profit factors on there. That's how it's going to work. So you do have to be open to the fact that even though you're planning all of this stuff out, it's not going to exactly work that way, right? That's really realistically what you have to be looking at. So do not pigeonhole your strategy. Again, you can try it and you can add things and you can go back to it, but save each step on a different Excel file, right? On a different tab. So for example, what I would do, especially when I was doing the let's make a strategy, was basically going, okay, these are the rules and they gave this data. This is what I got. But with that 50%, you can start to change thing around, things around and really make it fit your strategy or the way you want it to. Now, saying all of that and making sure that it is good and it is going in that direction, what am I looking for when I am backtesting? Now, again, we have gone on over this and let's make a strategy, but I'll do it again now. We are looking for the date so we can go back on it. We are looking for a before and after photo. We are looking at that. And then we're going to be looking at what we were aiming, well, you don't even have to go what you're aiming for. You can go, okay, if I hopped in for this move and I'm always aiming for a 1 to 1.1, right, with a 50% win rate, you can start to go, did it hit it, yes or no? And then next to it, you've got how far did the move go in the direction that I wanted? Was it 10 pips? Was it 20 pips? Was it 40 pips? How big was my stop loss if this were to work, if it's a loser, right? Was it 100 pips? Was it five pips more? Was it 20 pips less? What was it? So then you can start to look at them and say, okay, well, realistically, all my losers, if I actually had 10 more pips on it, I would have been taken out. But 11 pips right here, I would have survived. I would have survived on 50%, 30%, 20% of these trades. And that starts to bump that win rate up. 
And then you go, actually, if I went for a little less on all of my take profits, because I can see that the average length is only 16 pips, and I went for that, knowing that if I decreased or increased my stop loss this much, I would now have a lot more winners. That's what you do with the raw data. So then you can sit there and you can go, okay, with this, I start to see that it is a lower R&R, but that boosts up my win rate. Now, instead of a 50-50 with a 1 to 2, I'm at a 60% with a 1 to 1.3. Something along those lines. And it will start to tell you itself, hey, this is what I am as a strategy. Now, again, if you want to change things around and an indicator, change the settings, you open up another Excel sheet and then you start it all again. You're probably going to have to run through 10, 15 of these to see what you want to do. That's how I did it. But I'm not really looking at that much more information because I'm just trying to get it to an area where I've got the frequency that I want or I've got the win rate that I want or I've got this that I want. There will come a time where it just doesn't change and you go, well, I can't take anything more off because now I'm not going to have enough trades. I can't take anything more off my... Uh, take profit because it's just going to ruin my R&R and it doesn't become profitable anymore. That's when you go and you've exhausted it. What if I put in the awesome oscillator? How does that affect me? Oh, I actually get all of these trades back that I've deleted previously. I get all of them back. I just have to move this around slightly here and this is how it's going to work. That's where it gets difficult because then you have to backtest everything again, go through it all again and go, okay, this is how it's performing. But that's what you want to do when building a trading strategy. And then you basically come out with something that you can use and you've done all the backtesting with it and everything's right. And you can basically sit there and go, hey, I've got all this data, so it means that I can win. I can use this strategy in the market. Hopefully, that all makes sense to you guys. I don't know how much more I really need to say in terms of doing this, but that's how I really focus on a trading strategy. Now, again, if you guys actually, well, building a trading strategy, if you guys have actually got stuff in the market, you might even want to go back and think, have I done this? Have I, when I was making it, did I actually do that? Is this the most optimized version of it? Is this what I'm actually willing to put out there? Because if you are willing to sit there from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. like me, you, you know, you might want to go down a few hours, right? get a few more trades in there, get a bit more profits going and looking at it from that kind of way. Whereas if you don't have that much time, you might want to be looking at it and saying, okay, I do need to add more currency pairs. I haven't looked at all this stuff. I do need to actually start to implement all of this that's gone over here. Go back over your strategy. Look at it. Ask yourself, did I do this in my backtesting? Because if you didn't, then you are leaving a lot on the table and you really don't want to leave stuff on the table. Why would you?
it's not worth it at the end of the day. So that's all I have to say in terms of that. Anyway, guys, that is it from me. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope that it's the number one tool that you use when you're starting something. It's basically everything that I have used in my experience and how I create something. Again, I'll make a trading plan once it comes through and we'll talk about that. But for now, I'm just going to leave this here. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day and have a prosperous trading day whenever you next trade. See you then, guys.